everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Prime Time here, here with your latest news on animation and pop culture. Hopefully, everyone is having a wonderful day, no matter where around the world. I apologize, I haven't uploaded since last week. I was a bit busy, so I was able to get more and more news that's been coming up for the past week. And let me tell you, it was very, very interesting. And it's a good thing I was able to um, get as much articles as possible. This seems interesting for me to uh, cover. And that's why I'm here to present. So here's your first latest news coming from the LA Times that at that the question about asking the cancellation of a particular Looney Tunes character by the name of Speedy Gonzalez due to the fact that the that he presents as a Mexican stereotype. However, the Mexican community actually supported the character polite to a polite manner told us that we in a polite manner basically. Now, now the polite society told us that we shouldn't worship this this particular character because we because he he was depicted or basically made to look Mexicans look bad. So they tried everything possible to deem his um his stardom basically. But people but the Mexican community have always fought loudly against any attempts to cancellation of Spinning Gonzalez. Figures like Pancho Villa, Emilio Zapata, and, Vince, and, Vince, and Vicente Fernandez, the, the this particular Warner Brothers cartoon, Mouse, debuted around 1953 and immediately became one of the hits both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border. His plots were always simple: Speedy antagonized Sylvester the Cat and other feline, other other um, other felines, usually depicted as involving either cheese. Or, or basically getting cheese or, or other effective ways. Now, the community now, the community pick, quickly picked up the um, picked up awards for for Oscar nominations and won win in the six in, in just six years. But also critics who saw Speedy for what he is basically, which they depict him as a as a popular 1950s era anti Mexican sex joke. Basically, what his name coming, his name came from, that the non-Latino voice actors like Mel Blanca voiced the the um, the character with a stereotypical accent and nonsense Spanglish. The the typical Speedy plot casts him as a thief and a cad, and his fellow Mexican mice as lazy, drunk, and happily and happily living amongst tra- amongst trash. Did did it also mentions that um. That the umbrellas are also wearing, and it's also a big in their bodies, basically. But this is how the um, the characters were depicted back then. Now, rows of the defendants of this character was during the 1990s that college students cast Speedy Gonzalez as a pro as a proto Zapata who fought against American imperialism before it was cool to do so. Then, in 2002, the League of the United Latin American Citizens asked the question which is to free speedy from his jail he spoke and told the fox news that how far do you push political correctness before you can say anything about anything anymore which one one writer by the name of uh, emilio debres responded by saying we basically we love speedy gonzalez because he's smart and fast and other co- and he is also a, a um Another comic who will voice him in the upcoming uh, Speedy feature, basically.
this has been a buzz for a week and um as a mix as a mexican myself and as well as my family we don't even mind about this character we don't we don't really see him as a as offensive we actually like this character basically because he's not really a stereotype of a of a mexican basically i really don't see him as a of a um like a bad stereotype we just see him as a as a good representation basically and they were able to handle speedy really well and we don't even mind about the the uh the other the other mexican mice that he was with we just focus we, we basically focus more on the character aspects instead of the his around instead of his surroundings and we just we just don't even care we, we basically when i was a kid i liked spinning gonzalez i liked i liked this mice he also my dad who we, i remember i used to watch you know, a few shorts back in cartoon Nerd when they used to show looney tunes around like in the morning in the mid of the morning you know and sometimes they usually show like spinning gonzalez shorts and i was like hey look at speedy and what i could think of this is that um sometimes it all depends on on how like people from other cultures sees things that might offend from other people from other cultures and when it comes to like stereotyping other stuff now like i mentioned before about speedy he's a good representation of a mexican stereotype like a good representation of it in a positive way now if you're gonna now if you're going to going to um write a bad stereotype of mexican you obviously will have the main character be like exactly what what a speedy fence would would be basically it was basically the article depicted as as drunk lazy and happily living among trash that's basically a bad stereotype he made that main character exactly that or if you want to or in fact you want to push the envelope a bit further like oh oh we depict this main character as um as a guy who who basically mows the lawn for one dollar an hour and just usually just like drinking the drinking the streets and just like and just screams and just screams like mexican music basically or riding a white truck that is a bad bad that's what i call it a bad stereotype basically and if you depict this in a bad bad way in a bad bad manner and but in speedy's case he he is actually um, one of the most beloved characters in Mexico basically one of the most beloved characters to the point where there um, there was a um, there was like a uh, um there was like a music video of a I, mean, I guess you could see a rapper a Latin rapper who basically he's basically a reggaeton basically and one of his music videos is basically him singing Speedy Gonzalez while they well, have the character running around in the bar and basically just like just like either just like basically picking up girls and whatever we like this character we don't find him as offensive and i understand how there's other cultures mostly here in america it's like to like defend people that see deemed stereotypes but this one in particular we don't see them as stereotypes with this one basically and if you were trying to defend other cultures it's you don't mind if you do that but at the same time we could probably just take care of this for ourselves we could defend ourselves we don't we don't necessarily need anyone else to defend us basically because you could take things on our own like we appreciate the support but you don't have to you don't you don't have to take to the point where you just like putting words in our mouths 
and just say that hey, these guys are these guys are are offended by this character, but in reality, we're basically not offended by this character at all. Literally, even even despite the fact that he was voiced by a non-Hispanic um, voice actor, but at the same time, he's basically the 1950s. He was like a totally different era, and we don't make my mind. Nowadays, we're getting people who are voice acting this character as actual people from from Mexican descent, particularly the, the upcoming uh, um, uh, Space Jam movie, the sequel, where it's been confirmed that one of my uh, I don't know people are gonna hate me for this, but one of my favorite comedians, uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, is gonna voice Speeding Gonzalez. Basically, like these two are fit. Basically, one's fast, the other one's basically comedic. He's basically a perfect fit for him, basically. And overall, what could you take take away from this stuff is that um, that um, we don't see this, we don't see Spinning Gonzalez as offensive. We actually like this character. And please do not, please, people who are not from Mexican, or not even just Mexican, people who are not basically like Hispanic descent or any other any other culture that's like non-american or basically there's mostly people who are basically just like have other no culture or they're just basically like white or whatever and try to like defend us we're okay with that it's just that don't don't like defend us all the way like we could take care of ourselves and i'm being serious we could we could take care of ourselves. We could just defend ourselves, basically. We just appreciate this little support. That's all we need, like, little support from you guys. But don't don't get to the point where you're just trying to, like, put words in our mouths and say, Hey, they're offended. Cancel this character. No. We actually like this character. So, basically, put boundaries before you defend other cultures, basically. Because you need to do more research before you actually defend us, basically. Just what I'm suggesting when you're trying to defend other cultures that are not you. Now, our next story for today comes from um, ccnet.com that the um, the one of the iconic that the upcoming trailer of the new Ghostbusters movie um, Afterlife reveals that the iconic the iconic ghost slash monster the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man has been seen in the trailer with his new clip released on Wednesday that from the upcoming movie reveals that many smaller versions of the same Puff Marshmallow Man mascot have plenty of chaos that has been unleashed themselves has been unleashed. Now in the clip on Wednesday, one of the um, one of the actors who Paul Rudd encounters a mischievous legion of the mini puffs at a grocery store. As the one of the main characters were cruising around on a on a on a robot vacuum. Now, the now the upcome the um, this has caused a um, has caused a mixed reviews of people either just like like the like the little steampunk marshmallow man or they just basically like or I don't like it basically. And I say from that the upcoming Ghostbusters movie Ghostbusters Afterlife originally stated stated for twenty twenty was one of the more mo- many movies been pushed back due to the coronavirus pandemic. Nomi has been set to, s- to hit the theaters on November 21st. Now, this has been a little bit of controversy, if you guys haven't noticed about this Stain Puff thing. 
and let me give you a big context about this is that um there has been a trend for the past years posse started like around like around the mid to late 90s i'm pretty sure it's gonna be early 90s and still on and so forth it's still prevalent to the day to this day is that um there's been a trend in media that um uh, that many original characters being remade as either children or babies basically for example uh for example baby looney tunes there's like a show where basically looney tunes character as babies there's also um uh, there's like a tom and jerry show in the 90s it was like basically the two characters as children there's also yo yogi in the 90s which is very cheesy there's also and today where um back in the super bowl uh, one of the um peanut, peanut planters or mascot mr peanut was to revert back to a baby and as well as um uh, i think there's like another one there's another baby trend i forgot which one was it i think it was like we bear bears was also doing that trend where like they're having the bears be as kids and it's just a weird thing oh also there's also the obvious one with basically um baby yoda having yoda into a baby which is not actually yoda but people naming it as basically baby yoda but it's been, but you know what i mean there's been a weird trend about having characters from original properties revert them into basically either just children or just small babies i really don't get this trend i'm pretty sure it's popular because oh we get to see our characters but in children form or whatever and i mean is it supposed to be marketable to kids it's supposed to be like cuteness or whatever i really don't get this trend and this particular with the same puff marshmallow man i'm pretty sure they're doing this just because of that sake Maybe because they make more profits or getting more people's reaction to the Steam Puff to get them more more nostalgia stuff. Cause to me, I seen I seen the Ghostbusters movies. I seen all two of them, including the 2016, the controversial 2016 Ghostbusters one, which I will not say about it because it's more it's basically a lot of another story from another time basically. There's been mixed reviews of from other people who who like or dislike this movie. And having the Steam Puff to be featured, or mini to have Steam Puff being featured back, but as like mini versions of them. Um, I don't mind about this. I really don't mind about this particular thing. I mean, it's, it's good nostalgia's sake. I like the Ghostbusters. I wish they do a third sequel, but I don't know what happened. But what I could say is, is that um, is that. I'm just really thrilled for this interesting Ghostbusters sequel. Is it, I mean, is the sequel going to be connected to the 2016 one, or is it going to be um, a ongoing, continuing sequel for, a 20, um, for the uh, original 1980s uh, Ghostbusters movies? I mean, at this point in time, we can't have the original cast. They're really old, or I don't know, I don't know if a few of them already died or something, but if, of this, if the game is still alive, you might as well give them like brief cameos of it but overall i say is looking pretty good so far with this new ghostbusters movie trailer i'm kind of excited for this stuff i know we're in a verge of uh of like nostalgia reboots and whatever i'm pretty sure we're slowly coming coming out of this reboot stuff i know people are i know there's basically a growth trend of people coming back or not becoming bad. People are like making movies for the 90s and early 2000s. We're getting to that point of view. But at the same time, this nostalgia chip 
is gonna stop. We're nearly the end of nostalgia from the 80s. I mean, this shit keeps happening, especially when the movies in the 80s. Because if you guys notice, if you've seen 80s movies, they reference a lot during the 50s. Because I don't know why they have nostalgia for the 50s during the year during the 1980s. This is gonna be the similar similar thing happening in the in the 2000 in like late 2000s. We're getting nostalgia from the 80s. We missed stuff on the 80s a lot, basically. For example, like Thor Ragnarok, like the way how the poster was betrayed, as well as the trailer of it, is basically 80s nostalgia. You see the neon lights from it, the vibes of all techno from it. It's from basically on the 80s, especially from Wonder Woman 1984. Basically, takes a basic emphasis of Wonder Woman during her time in the in the mid '80s, basically, and it's basically a lot of '80s references in today's in today's movies and maybe other shows as well. I mean, with this sort of stuff, we could just say that um, honestly, I don't see why the big backlash of the steam, mini steam puffs. I just say it's just ridiculous and just like enjoy the movie. Even though they made Staples like small or whatever, but just be excited for this, for this um, new Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters movie Afterlife, and just hopefully it's not, hopefully it will be a train wreck like other um, like other uh, reboots that tried and fulfilled the nostalgia from like back then. Now, our last episode for today comes from IGN.com. That the um, there's that that um, a few SpongeBob episodes like Midlife Crustacean is is um, not available on streaming on Paramount Plus or purchased digitally in the services like Amazon. Like Amazon, another SpongeBob episode has been canceled called the Corn. This was the latest one called Quarantine Crab. Also appeared has been shelved due to the politeness line of the similarity to the COVID nineteen pandemic. The season three episode Midlife Crustacean, which I didn't even know it was a season three episode, first aired at Nickelodeon in 2003, which featured um, Mr. Krabs in a midlife crisis. SpongeBob and Patrick helped out by showing Mr. Krabs a good time. A representative from Nickelodeon said that a midlife, midlife crustacean has been out of has been out of rotation since 2018. Following the standards of viewing, which we did deem as some story elements were not kid friendly, when Nickelodeon was when um, when asked of which scene caused the controversy, and if Nick was considered the content warning in front of the episode instead of removing it completely, the representative from Nickelodeon just said this, and I quote: "No comment." The scene that may have been led to the episode's removal could be the scene where Patrick suggested that a panty array, which leads SpongeBob Patrick and Mr. Krabs breaking into a woman's house stealing her underwear. It turns out to be um, the house they broke in was actually Mr. Krabs' mom's house and and the mother of Mr. Krabs basically catches the three of them in the act and then ends up sending Mr. Krabs to his childhood room for the rest of the night. Two episodes are usually or usually um, paired television slots. The episode's companion, the episode's companion episode, The Great Snail Race, remains available to stream on Paramount Plus. Both Snail Race and Midlife and Midlife are unavailable to purchase digitally on Amazon. However, Amazon Prime in the U.S. currently has both episodes unchanged and available to stream 
for all subscribers. And Midlife Constitution is available as a Season 2 only purchase on iTunes in the special collection from the beginning of Part 2, which is being sold for $45.99 in the US. Now, um, this is um, very interesting, honestly. Not gonna lie, this is very interesting. And um, the fact that uh, removing... Okay, it's understandable to um, remove the episode of uh, Quarantine Crab because basically is having a period similarity to the pandemic. There's also, I want you to also mention this is that... Um, um, uh, the reason why it's understandable is that they're pulling out episodes that kind of referenced or may seem similarities to an ongoing event. There was a, there was a time where, um, I think it was like a year ago, it was like during the pandemic, it was basically during the middle of the pandemic. There was an episode of, um, Amphibia where it has been removed from the schedule of this, of, um, Disney Channel. When one of the, one of the uh, viewers from, uh, Twitter mentions that. It was basically an episode of, um, basically the whole episode of Anne fake being sick. And he decided to remove it because it's basically, re- for some reason, referencing the pandemic. You know, I was like, oh gosh, we're ex- now experiencing a, um, a sh- um, episode being removed. And one of my YouTubers even mentions that in their, one, of the, one of the videos. It was interesting. I mean, for me, it's understandable having a episode removed during a, um, uh, during a, uh, a an event that's happening here in America as well as around the world, and it's quite understandable. There's all, but the one thing I want to touch is the midlife midlife crustacean episode. Um, yes, it features the scene where where um, Patrick suggested Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob do a panty ray. To steal a woman's underwear at night in their in her house, basically, and it actually turns out to be Mr. Krabs' mom. I mean, that's just the joke. I understand it's very inappropriate for children, but at the same time, yet at the same time, there has been intrusive media references to inappropriate stuff that have been skipped through children's minds. And you guys, just, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of episodes from other children's shows that are referencing like inappropriate stuff, and they somehow get away with it. And I know people might say, "Oh, well, this one's in particular was emphasized at the end." True, but at the same time, there's other stuff that has been like very, very lewd, like with children's media, then no one even got spot on it, basically. There was an episode. I remember there was an episode in the Richard time where um, it was a time where I think it was a arc where where Finn lost his arm, and all he has is just like a little nib of his arm that has like a little flower on top of it, and he's trying to um, either just bring grow it back or whatever. And there was the almost at the end of the end of the episode, that lumpy space princess, um, literally make out with Finn they didn't show the scene and made the little nude references is that is and I quote and a, and a quote literally Lumpy Space Princess just told Finn that hey I don't mind going to the little kiddie pool or whatever and then Finn was like but I'm not a good swimmer and then LSP 
with this and this, it's okay, Finn. Let me speak for this on lifeguard duty. Like, oh my god, this is very, very lewd. Did he just literally, did he literally had sex with LSP or something like that? And it was a lewd reference, basically, for that stuff. And it was, it was like that, basically. I'm pretty sure because there's a lot of inappropriate stuff for children. I mean, there's a lot of them. For example, I want to give you like the biggest one. Was that I remember this one episode I mentioned it before in the podcast. There was an episode where um, uh, Rigby and the gang, Mark and Rigby and the gang, went to like this rip off Chuck E. Cheese uh, store just to get like like um, just to get in, and one of them sees like a fluffy dice, and he decided to win the dice, and for some reason, the animatronics started chasing them, and they explained that hey, those dice have diamonds on it. That's what you want it. Basically, that's what the reason why they're chasing them. And at the end of the episode, there's like SWAT, like um, some SWATs, basically SWAT team or SWAT cars, whatever, drove in, tried to kill these um, animatronics. And the animatronics, one of the leader, I think it was like a bear or something. And haha, funny that's a Freddy references, whatever. But literally, have his hand inside a suit. And actually pulls out a gun. Like an actual pistol. I thought it was going to be like a joke. Like oh he puts out a ray gun. He pulls out a laser. Or, a, or at least a, like a water gun or something. No. And he literally pulls out a pistol. And starts shooting at the cops. As well as the uh, other animatronics. Not only that. There's also. Sh- they show like the SWATs. Literally having guns. Shooting at the animatronics. There's even to the point where. A little SWAT. SWAT member. Came up to one of the animatronics slowly and pulls out a mini gun with bullets rattling like, <laughs> I'm like and I'm in my mind and I'm in my mind I was like a preteen during the time and I was thinking I'm in an adult swim or I'm not actually an adult swim. <laughs> but hey, that's true this media basically. And I'm and I'm kinda glad they were able to like pull like adults like a basically like mature content into these cartoons, but like there's sometimes there's like other things that are like a bit more out of boundaries with with that sort of stuff. And it's been been going on since like like since years basically. Even point to the decades since like this happened basically. I remember there's one reference in uh, Star Versus. I don't know what what was the reference. It was someone mentioned it was like a lewd references. It was the episode where um where, uh, I think it was like where Marco was was inside like a video electronics store he was he, he wants to get like a karate lesson because he wants to he wants to pass the he wants to get his red his black belt or red belt whatever and his teacher told him to uh hey run a video run a uh, video to learn about it because he never even like passed it and so he did he come up with the um, he come up confronting with the uh reception receptionist or the guy who charged the video store had a big fight and there was a scene where he referenced to like like people scissoring or something like that or like a pair of scissors people mentioned that it was like a loo reference to like scissoring or something like that someone mentioned that and i was like oh my god you gotta be fucking you gotta be kidding me you gotta be fucking kidding me they literally made a loo references i don't even fucking know that it actually existed oh my fucking god and then, oh yeah and there was one scene where like where um where star was and Star Marco was inside of a shack and Star was reminiscing the looks of um, his love interest which is a uh, I forgot was it was like some dude 
was wearing like he was like playing on a keyboard with with like his his eyes covering his his hair is covering his eyes. I forgot his name, but um, but like he she was like reminiscing how like how good looking he is to the point where there's like a scene where where literally Marco for some reason chug a chug of of red red paint basically on the floor or on the on the wall. And I'm assuming that's a reference to, uh, I don't know, some person referenced it to, oh, that's basically period blood or something like that, or stars basically on the moon or whatever. Like, what the heck? Like, what the heck? There's basically lewd references in children's media. He's been doing that for like a long time, even before Richard Time Regular Show or Star Versus. There's like still lewd references to other children's media, other inappropriate things like that. And mainly Crisis for this particular one. <clears throat> Doesn't seem as much of a big loot. It basically just steal. I mean, it is violation. It is wrong to do that stuff. <laughs> it's very wrong. But they did it as a joke that hey, you haha, you stole your mom's pants. You stole your mom's fucking underwear. He guess what? You're going home or whatever. He basically made it as a big, big laughable joke. It's supposed to be fit for both kids and adults. Kids won't get it. The kids will probably probably laugh because of the part where. Where, um, oh, haha, Mr. Kevin's getting sent by his mom's room, you know, he's grown up. And then the, the adults probably laugh because of part, the fact that they actually did a panty raid. I mean, there are shows trying to fit within both adults and children's media. And that's understandable. And I understand how, like, Nick is trying to be more this big corporation, trying to, f- trying to make more money out of it. You know, these episodes, to me, I don't, I don't mind about these episodes. I like them. There's even one of the infam- infamous part where there's another loot thing where mis- where um, where people keep referencing it. That were in within the episode where SpongeBob tries his best to have Mr. Krabs enjoy himself, like enjoy his life with them. Basically, he keeps saying, "Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs?" And people keep fucking referencing it because how like lewd, how interesting it is how the way he how the way how spongebob says like like are you feeling it now mr krabs like oh my god stop with the references but while i get it there's been mature content showing in children's media that the midlife crustaceans to the point where it's just the tip of the iceberg i'm pretty sure a person's i'm pretty sure anyone on youtube is gonna make like one of those um ice iceberg iceberg stuff like oh this this here yeah that there yeah this is just the tip of the iceberg we're going all the way the iceberg of children's lewd lewd content right meaning lewd content within children's media or whatever this is the iceberg or something like that i'm pretty sure person's gonna make a video about that stuff because there's iceberg for everything on youtube nowadays and they're interesting but overall for me um at least they could do it they could just censor it or at least cut it out in a way or at least like replacing like or having uh patrick say you guys enjoy the panty ray instead of him saying that i guess you're not gonna enjoy i don't know unless unless you want to join in on like, stealing this person's amount of money or whatever or stealing this person's like i don't know like baseball cards or something like that just something that in reference to the pantheon or whatever that they could just steal and make it like a bit more laughable or at least just cut that part off but it doesn't make a reason to cut it off because it actually is the end of the episode 
I mean, I guess if you want, you could just cut out the part where SpongeBob says, "Are you feeling a napsicrest?" Like a couple of a couple of times, but that's also part of the episode. I mean, just edit that out, or just like. Thank you.